Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Taber Contreras. And in today's episode, ladies, we're going to talk about toxic relationships, what to look for, what are the red flags, and how to set healthy boundaries. Not only how to set them, but just to kind of reaffirm to you that it is... It is, uh, I was going to say, okay to set healthy boundaries because sometimes we feel like we should be all things to all people and, and all the things. And that's kind of part of that toxic um, relationship is that we start to, be, we, if we're not mindful, right, we can start to believe whatever is being said and we kind of get guilted into um, that staying connected with that relationship or what have you. And also what to do when you are on the receiving end of it and how to kind of reground and regroup. So I know that most of you listening have spent quite some time already doing personal development. So I totally get that you might be thinking, I already know what toxic looks like, been there, done that, all those things. So I want to encourage you to just kind of bear with me because I do want to share this with you. The reason this is front of mind for me is because it came up for me in my own life uh, just this week where I was on the receiving end of somebody having an episode and, you know, for the most part, 20 years into my personal development in God and, and who I am in God and all those things as I walk, right? If you're newer to my podcast, I'm a former atheist. So a little over 20 years of walking with the Lord and then, you know, 12, 13 years of very intentionally working on personal development as well, in addition to obviously God's word, nothing replaces God's word, but he gives us all these other tools and resources, as well as just therapy, y'all. So I have done a lot of work. And yet, I found myself in the the physical response to being on the receiving end of a person having an episode um, and this person, it happens to be uh, someone that I didn't feel like I could completely uh, remove from my life um, because of certain dynamics there. And so even though I know all the things head knowledge wise, even though I can logically know that what is being spoken over me in this moment is not about me. I still had a visceral response in my body, and I, I want to show you, kind of give you that example. One, because I always want to be real, because I talk about, you know, being unoffendable. I talk about, you know, being bold in speech. I talk about setting healthy boundaries, right? All these things. And I just want you to know that that doesn't mean that we're never affected. That doesn't mean that we never need to like pause or slow down or care for ourselves as a response to somebody else's behavior and or check our own behavior, right? Um, God will continue the work on us till the day he takes us home, right? Um, but let me start from the beginning. And again, I know so many of you have already done personal development. So I'm going to wrap, kind of rapid fire through this. I, I went and I wanted to make sure that I was able to articulate toxic behavior um, and toxic, what that looks like. So I, I brought it up on, um, I'm actually looking at notes from Mantra Care. I've looked at a, a few examples um, online to give like very specific, succinct descriptions. Um, and then I just landed on this one because it happens to be... Uh, 
uh, it happens to be pretty concise. So it's uh, mantracare.org forward slash therapy. I will put a link in the show notes because I am going to kind of really take pieces of this from that in terms of the descriptions. Um, I will also tell you that as I'm listing these, I'm going to start with kind of giving you the behaviors. We'll start with that. Um, And as I'm listing the behaviors, I want you to know that I also... um, if you, if someone happens to be listening to this and you feel like you're in a relationship, and this could be a chosen relationship, it could be a family dynamic, close family members, right? And in those relationships, if it feels to you like that person has a history of holding on negative beliefs about you and a history of highly volatile conversations with you specifically, even though like maybe they're even you though you've you've tried, right? Over time you've tried. We're not talking about a moment, right? I none of us are, well hopefully we're we're beyond having this level of a moment, but we all have our moments, we all have our stressors. You know, it's you know, you might have a, might have an outburst here or there or what have you that comes with, you know, again, like that where you're at in your personal development and your level of being able to manage stress. I'm talking about when there is a pattern in the relationship or this personality of the other person. Um, this is where you want to be aware and take notice and really manage the relationship and, or, most of these relate types of personalities are no longer in my life. It's just not something I tolerate. Life is too short. Um, but like I said, with this particular person, there are, there are extra, uh, extraordinary dynamics around it. So, um, but if you have that dynamic, that's how you would know that like, okay, this, maybe this is not me. Maybe this is a pattern with the other person. And the reason I think that it's important to understand that is because, I didn't always see it that way, right? In the beginning, before I started really getting grounded into, um, rooted into my value in God's word and rooted into the understanding of who I am and who I'm not and being able to take a um, object, objective look on areas that I need to improve versus where I'm doing pretty good, like and knowing my, my heart, my intentions, all the things, uh, I would take the, what was speaking over me, um, I would take it in, right? And not only, like, and again, that works in stages too. In the very beginning, um, I've shared that, you know, my, my first marriage was incredibly unhealthy. And what was being spoken over me and the dynamic of that relationship escalated over time. So it didn't start that way, which again, I'm grateful for that because I never would have understand why women would get into a relationship like that, right? And it became very real that it's it often escalates over time, right? You can have, I think the word these days for that particular relationship or, or personality type is like narcissistic. Um, the therapist that I saw at the time referred to it as a crazy maker, right? It's things like, anyway, I don't want to go into that detail, but I, they, that, that individual literally for a time and for a season, this was over 20 years ago now, had me thinking that I was losing my mind, that I, like something was wrong with, like innately, inherently wrong with me um, within that dynamic. And so it's important to understand that and see those, those, to be able to recognize when there's a part for you to own and when that other person is truly dealing with something that 
is not on you or about you, and they need to be dealing with that. And um, you probably are not um, the person that's going to be able to help them with that. And that's unfortunately just the reality of it, depending on the circumstances. And that's what I'm referring to. So when it's somebody um, where you have a history, they have a history, I'm sorry, of holding negative beliefs about you and of having really uh, volatile conversations with you. When I say volatile, I mean they have a history of having kind of attacking language towards you, when they have a history of uh, exaggerated assumptions about you, right? Assuming the worst of a scenario or assuming the worst of something that you have said or, or whatever it might be, right? And maybe you've even over time, right, you've you've tried countless times, right? Because especially if it's somebody within like someone that quote unquote by society standards should be, you should have a good relationship with, right? Um, and so you've tried time and time again to try and mend that relationship and try to like apologize for whatever they perceived as the hurt or whatever. And then they just consistently um, seem to have this really tight grip on old and false beliefs about you or the stories that they've created in their mind. Um, that's when you can see and or they just seem to like harbor bitterness and resentment and just consistently show up in unhealthy ways of being towards you. And you might even see pockets of normalcy for like periods of time and then out of nowhere they get triggered and you're on that receiving end of it again, right? Um, and so I want to encourage you, let me go back now to kind of what this looks like for what people might not understand. So I'm gonna go to the list based on mantracare.org um, and their therapy se se uh, section that early warning signs of toxic behavior is criticism or insults for no apparent reason, unreasonable or irrational demands, inappropriate foul language and expressions, manipulative behavior. And that's where that crazy maker comes in. Manipulative would be they like, I, I hope the word projection translates. There's another term for it and it's, it can be the same thing and sometimes not, but projection is something that they themselves believe or hold on to or a feeling that they are feeling, experiencing, right? That they haven't been able to articulate or whatever it is. I don't know exactly what's going on with their brain and they project that onto you. So like, for example, somebody who lies would call you a liar, right? Because they're projecting who they are or their being or their worry or their fear onto you, right? Um, manipulative behavior would be manipulating your emotion to try and get you to respond a certain way or um, to try and, you know, get you to, to feel some sort of guilt so that you'll do something that they want you to do, right? Uh, those would be signs of manipulative behavior, demanding or overbearing um, manner, right? Turning what others say around on them in an effort to make them appear wrong, right? Making assumptions about the motivations of others without any evidence. Let me say that one again. Making assumptions about the motivation of others without any evidence. And or, in my experience, they can completely believe that they have evidence because it's that, it's that assumption, right? They, they have this blind spot, right? They have this 
there, you'll hear me talk about if you listen to me for a, a period of time or you listen to my content in various pieces, I talk about, you know, that we all have a lens. Think about putting on a pair of sunglasses, right? And those lenses are created by the events and the circumstances that we've experienced and the meaning that we gave them, right? The thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that we gave those circumstances create kind of this lens or this, well, yeah, lens of how we see life and how we see others, right? And so there's often going to also be those lenses have created blind spots, so I want to be super clear that somebody making assumptions about you or about your motivation or kind of cat- catastrophizing what you've said or really just completely taking things out of context and making it be what they want it to be because they want to be angry, because they want to um, you know kind of place blame or they want something to be wrong with you, right? And um, they will feel justified, right? And so then the the next one listed on this on this site for the warning signs is the assumption. It, the assumption is that the one's own perspective is superior and should be adopted by all. But I want to tell you that they won't see it that way. So they do think that their perspective is the right perspective, and they'll even like this is part of the manipulation. They'll even say that they're open-minded and especially when you start to establish healthy boundaries you're going to be told that you're wrong that you're not being open that you're not having the conversation that you're not inclusive because you refuse to have the conversation with them right but reality is that you've it's not that that it's gotten to the point where you refuse to have the conversation with them because they're not in that moment they're not having a healthy conversation despite and again they're going to project it onto you as to (laughs) they're like as if you're not having a healthy conversation because you're choosing to set because you're choosing in kindness to set boundaries right something as simple like I don't want to continue this conversation or please don't continue to text me right that something as simple as that is going to be perceived like received or reacted to in a volatile way right? Because they are fixated on the thought, the belief that they're fixated on, and they don't want to be told no. They don't want to, um, they can't accept, like that's part of the toxic behavior. They can't respect the boundaries that you're trying to establish, right? Um, And so I want to remind you that when you find yourself in that situation on the receiving end of it, even years into knowing better, right, and being able to hold space while while setting these healthy boundaries, I will first and foremost encourage you. I've said this many times and before I teach on this. These types of people, I do not believe, are worth your energy 9.9 times out of 10. It just isn't. And I'm not talking about, again, somebody that's having a bad day or a friend that is, is you know, um, going through a hard time. I'm talking about when there is a pattern of toxic interactions with a person, it doesn't even mean they're good or bad. It could be that this is the way they relate to you for one reason or another, right? But to try and figure out there after you, like I said, do like if it's someone that you truly care about, it's somebody in your immediate family, those types of things, have the conversations. 
you know, try and understand what they're upset about or what they're holding on to or whatever it is, right? But once you've had those conversations, you know, over and over, like you get to decide how many times you're going to have that same conversation. At some point, you've got to know and realize that it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are now in this moment. They are struggling with something that is beyond your ability to help them with. And so the best thing you can do is to distance yourself from them for your own good and their own good. Because reality is, especially if it is somebody that that you do love and you do care about, if that is how they feel every time they interact, if they get that worked, or not even every time, but if they get that worked up, it you know, um, and or triggered by you for whatever reason, right or wrong, then you know it's not good for either one of you to be to try and continue on with that relationship. And so, until you get to that point, and or if you have somebody where you know, for dynamic purposes, you decide you can't completely cut them out. I will tell you, like, I I think I said this before, but um, I just want to stress again, like, it is okay to not be okay with everybody, right? I shared this the other day on, on Facebook in one of my posts, that expression that says, like, you could be the sweetest peach ever, and there's going to be somebody that doesn't like peaches, right? And I also say, you know, quite often that even Mother Teresa had haters, right? It's super unfortunate when it's somebody that quote unquote should be in your immediate close circle or should have your back or should have your corner. But I want to encourage you that that God sees all, right? God loves you and your imperfections, right? He sees where you're at and he is going to put, when you ask, right? When you ask him to put people in your life that can you know, of course, he he's God is the only person that fills every need, but we're human. We want to be in relationship. We want to have healthy relationships with other people, right? We want to have, you know, a handful of those super close connections and God will place those people in your life. And sometimes the people that you choose to put in your life are the best relationships you will ever have because you get to choose, Right. Um, and my point is, is like, understand that that's okay. That is, that is like the best thing. It comes back to finding that balance of you get to enjoy God's presence and the unique purpose that he has created you for, and you get to give that out. You also need to protect that. So when somebody is consistently coming at you or toxic or something like that, at some point, you need to decide, like, they're not meant for the next season of your journey, maybe, right? So all of that to say that 99.9% of any toxic person that was in my life, you know, 20-something years ago is no longer in my life, right? And yet, even still... um, you know, there are situations where perhaps you will decide that you don't want to completely like you're just trying to create healthy boundaries, right? And healthy boundaries in a normal setting can look like deciding how much time you're going to spend with them. Or when you are with them, just focus on conversations of topics that are about them, right? That are like decide ahead of time the energy that you're going to bring in the room. I talked about this a little bit in the episode, um, 
about holidays, I will put the note in the show notes about how to show up if you have that difficult person, right? I didn't talk about toxic people in particular, but you know, if you have that difficult family dynamic, so I'll, I'll put the show notes in there. Um, because right now I just want to stay on track with this, I, this um, talking about toxic person. So we talked about the traits. We talked about when it, when you're on the receiving end of that, the, in that conversation, you want to, as much as possible, keep it just very um, simple and to the point. Don't try to explain yourself. Don't try to justify or, you know, maybe they're stuck on some sort of issue. I would say, again, use your own judgment, but especially if you have a track record of these types of conversations with this person, then no matter what you say, you're going to be wrong. No matter what you try and do, they're going to find a way to um, take it out of context or amphlet, make something wrong or bad about it, right? And you might feel like you want to be justified. You might feel like you need to explain. You might feel like, no, but that's not who I am. No, that's not what I meant. All the things. But the reality is there's certain people when they are this toxic with you in their interactions, when this is their way of being with you, right? They aren't going to hear you. So it's not good use of your energy or their continued kind of spiral for you to stay in the conversation with them, right? So saying simple things like, you know, set the boundaries, like the way you're speaking to me is not okay. I don't want to continue this conversation. I will tell you that I straight up said, I don't need to explain myself to you. You can believe what you want to believe, right? I don't know that that hindsight, that might have, you know, again, kind of, I could see where that might be a little bit inflammatory too. Not that I was wrong, but again, it's just not worth the energy, right? So it could have been, you know, a better conversation would have just been, um, a better potential would have just been, I don't want to have this conversation, right? Um, with you, um, specific, or I don't want to have this conversation with you specifically, or please don't text me anymore, or what have you, right? And then being okay with just stopping the conversation, just because they continue, right? This personality tends to like get obsessive on a point because they want to be right, right? Or whatever the reason is, right? What I see is that they tend to get obsessive with their texting, right? And so it'll be like six, seven text messages deep of them trying to um, tell you why you're wrong and, and all these things, right? And at some point, you have to just either keep repeating the same thing, right? Like, go ahead, believe what you want to believe, right? Or I don't need to explain this. I'm not going to explain this to you or whatever it is, that curtain, certain thing. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like just repeating the same thing. Don't be pulled in to an actual conversation. Make sense? And just because they're on a spiral doesn't mean you need to spiral with them, right? And just because they keep texting doesn't mean that you keep you have to keep responding. If you've set the boundary, right? Always with kindness, but if you've set the boundary and said, you know, please don't text me. I think to be honest, I think I said I just said don't text me about this, right? Because it was already getting, I could tell where it was going and we have this track record, right? Don't text me. Um, and they keep, they keep coming at you at some point. You just, like I said, either continue to say the same thing, 
or to, to reaffirm, like, I'm not going to have this conversation, or that's fine, you can believe what you want to believe, right? Or whatever that is. Um, and then just be okay with stopping the engagement, right? And understand that you do not need to explain yourself to them. And that when you are kind and sitting and setting healthy boundaries, then you can silently pray for them, right? I wouldn't encourage you to say, I'm going to pray for you because that will be perceived as offensive, but you certainly can certainly be in, silently be in prayer for them because obviously they're struggling. Like that personality doesn't just happen. They're clearly going through something internally. And unfortunately, you're probably not going to be the person to help them through it. And they probably won't ever understand what it is that the reality is, right? They're never going to see you the way you want to be seen. They're, I shouldn't say never, right? That's part of, that's not never and always. It's not, it's not likely that they're going to see you the way you want to be seen. It's not likely you're going to have the relationship with them that maybe you wanted to have at one point in time, right? And you need, you get to be okay with that and move on. And when you're in the midst of that interaction and are on the tail end of it, recognize that like it doesn't matter how far you've come that's still hard to like take in right that's still hard to be on the other side of it it's hard to like just go back to that healthy boundary it's hard to um, not have those feelings of uh, of whatever creep up and and not allow what's being spoken of you um not allowing yourself to take it in right you, I promise you that over time, when you do the work with God, and, and like I said, I've, I've built a lot of ancillary resources over the years. It's actually part of what I teach as well. Um, and so when you build the right kind of foundation of who you are, even then, it's okay to like get rattled every once in a while. And it's better for you to actually feel that like, okay, <laughs> I, you know, I am feeling a little rattled. I'm trying to not take that on, right? And like love on yourself even harder, right? Go back to God's word. Go back to what you know is true. Remind yourself, right? Speak over what was spoken over you, right? It's part of what I teach like on an ongoing basis because we also do this to ourselves, right? Our stinking thinking and or the enemy whispers things to us and or Sometimes that is created by, you know, what was spoken over us over the course of our lifetime. And, you know, it for it to change overnight, right, is not going to, is not realistic. That wouldn't be fair of yourself to assume that of yourself. But when you do the work consistently over time, I promise you that you build so much of a stronger foundation. And then when these things do periodically come up, you are able to go, okay, that was so not fun, <laughs> Right. But instead of like for using this, you know, me as an example, you know, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, I don't know, maybe not five years ago, but um, I absolutely would have gotten sucked in. I absolutely would have had to try to explain my point of view or explain how what's being said about me isn't true to this person and or like made this person feel better or all the things and or gotten angry and or all the things like I, absolutely. But it's the consistency of time of recognizing these things. And then it does get better, right? So in this moment, it, like my reaction honestly was I felt angry and I felt like, where is this even coming from? This is like out of nowhere. 
and literally have not spoken to this person in months. And then out of nowhere, um, they show up based on something I had shared and they decided to comment and tell me how I was wrong and, and all these things. Um, and I, I took it off of the social media platform beca- before it even got started because I, I know the track record with this person. I knew exactly where it was going to go, right? And uh, so at first, at my, my, my reaction internally, this physical response was nauseous and anger and a lot of those types of feelings. And I was had control, right? I thankful that I now do have self-control. So I wasn't responding to this person in that way um, in the text messages or, or what have you. But my physical response, my nervous system was absolutely on heightened alert and engaged, right? It created a physical response, right? And then, um, however, moving through that, it went from this physical response of anger and my nervous system getting really like, you can feel it, like you feel shaky on the inside, um, from like really realizing, gosh, I, I'm like empathy, right? I feel really bad for this person because clearly something is wrong. Like feel really bad because clearly they are struggling. Despite the fact that they were saying all the ugly things about me, I really do know like that's a battle. That's a reflection of what they're going through, what they're experiencing. And unfortunately, I'm not as much as I would love to be the person to help them heal, get better, whatever it is that they need. I know I won't be that person because of the history and the track record. I know that I've tried. I know that um, I just won't be that person. So I get to pray for them, pray that God will put somebody in their life. Um, They don't have a personal relationship with him, but neither did I, right, Uh, 20-something years ago. And so there's hope, right? And that's what I get to focus on. So I hope that this um, helps you. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, and I hope that that helps you. The Again, if you have that type of relationship in your life, life is short. You don't need to have those types of people in your life. Not every person is meant to go with you on the, into the next season of your life. And when you start to set healthy boundaries it's going to like the heat is going to be turned up because they're going to be offended by the fact that you're getting healthy and you're choosing to set healthy boundaries. And it doesn't have to be if you, if it is like TJ, TJ Jakes explains it as not even related to toxic people, but just people in general, like not everybody is meant to go. TJ Jakes explains it as like your, your, your life is like a series of air flights, right? To the next destination and not everyone gets a ticket to the next destination. And it's not always right or wrong or that they're a good person or a bad person or that it was a healthy or unhealthy relationship. It just, that's just not that they don't, they just don't go into the next season, right? That it's not them. It's not whatever, for whatever reason, right? Um, and when you decide that, it doesn't need to be a conversation. It might just look like you don't call as much. It might just look like you don't make as many plans with them. It might just look like, um, you know, like I said, when you do have in, uh, occasional interactions that the conversations are much different, right? Um, you're not talking to them about all the things that you would normally talk about um, because to other people, right? Because you know what triggers might be there or where you're going to be judged or whatever the case may be, right? Again, go back to that holiday episode. 
Um, but just know that you're not alone and that um, you're not meant to have those people in your life and it's okay. The last thing I want to leave you with is the quote about the arena from Theodore Roosevelt and then Brene Brown has made reference to it over the years too. But it's the reminder, toxic or not, because, you know, depending on whether you have that, that level of a toxic person in your life or just even with those of us that are entrepreneurs, we're on social media a lot, there's always going to be critics. There's always going to be people that come against you. You're not going to be liked by everybody. And the analogy of the arena is that only the people in the arena, the arena is a reference to uh, uh, the Roman arenas where they have the man, I just drew a blank on the name of it, right? The gladiators, right? Um, and the gladiators are fighting in the arena. And you can think about it from an entrepreneur standpoint, or even like, it really is, it's not just about entrepreneurs, it's, it's about wherever you are in life, right? It's, but especially if you are a risk taker, if like, be, as an entrepreneur, or you're that mom that stands for Christian values, and not your kids maybe are in public schools or they're just exposed to like society and all those things or whatever it is, right? And so you're setting boundaries that you believe strongly and the other parents aren't, right? It's the idea that those in the arena are those that are like-minded with you in that aspect of life. And I've explained this to in another episode, which I'll put in the show notes too, about the arenas and how um, I think that we have arenas for different aspects of our life, right? And so, for example, in um, the arena of entrepreneurship, right, the risks that you choose to take, the big audacious goals that you get to build and believe in and all the things, not everyone is going to relate to them. So you want an immediate circle, a people, an immediate circle, an immediate group that is in that arena with you right? They're like-minded. They're wired to think about big, crazy, audacious goals. They're wired to believe big. They're wired to take big risks for big reward. They're wired and driven for purpose and impact. All those things, right? And so those people, when you're in close relationship with them and you're in close proximity to them, they get to have a voice in your life and they get to speak truths into your life. And those people will be people that speak truths from a conversational point of view, from a healthy standpoint, from a, um, I talk about, um, I describe the way I talk um, as, you know, speaking truth through a lens of love and kindness, right? Those people are in the arena, the people that aren't in that arena, the people that are in the peanut gallery, right? They're not taking the risk. They're not focused on purpose and impact. They're not believing big for big audacious goals. They, you know, they blend in with the crowd. They've settled for mediocre. They've settled for a way of life, which is fine for them, right? We're not here to judge them either, but it's recognizing the difference and saying, that's the peanut gallery and they don't get a voice in my life. They don't get a voice in this aspect of life. Make sense? Because they don't have the, pref the uh, frame of reference to hold capacity for it. And or on social media, 99% of the people on social media are going to be in the peanut gallery, right? So when you've got somebody that's throwing tomatoes into the arena and attacking you, it's okay. You get to stand in who you are without reacting, without even responding 9.9 .9 times out of 10, 
and just being locked in to your specific, unique purpose and locking arms with the people that are meant to be on that journey with you. Fair enough? All right. I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, please like, comment, share with somebody that you know will be helped by it. Do not send it to the toxic person you're thinking of. That will not help you. (laughs) And I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. I would also love to connect with you, of course, on our private Facebook group. It is renamed Back to Faith, Fitness, and Freedom to align with this podcast. I do trainings in there on a weekly basis. So those trainings are on all things faith, fitness, and freedom. So be sure to join us there. Bye for now.